Welcome to the Refuge City Church Midweek Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Thrower, the lead pastor of Refuge City Church. So let's get into Sunday Sermon. Hello, welcome back to the Midweek um mid-late week podcast probably better since it is thursday um the day i'm recording this so uh so let's get into it uh this past sunday we began a new series called i am we're going to look at the seven i am statements um that jesus made and um it's very refreshing series uh it's one of my favorite things to go through um sunday we kind of started off with looking at that i am that i am statement and found in Exodus 3 in the correlation to uh, Jesus's words in John chapter 8. And I'm going to read this, John 8, 53. And it says this, Are you greater than our father Abraham who died and the prophets died? Who do you make yourself out to be? Now, now that's the question being asked by the Jews, right? And so Jesus said, If I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It is my father who glorifies me, of whom you say he is our God. Uh, but you have not known him, I know him. If I were to say that I do not know him, I would be a liar like you. (laughs) It's kind of funny. Um, Anyway, but I do know him and I keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced that he would see my day. He saw it and was glad. So the Jews said to him, you are not yet 50 years old. And have you seen Abraham? And Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you before Abraham was, I am. And so they picked up stones to throw at him, but Jesus had hid himself and went out of the temple. So the violent response uh, of the Jews is reason to believe that Jesus is claiming deity, uh, and Jesus was equating himself to the I am statement in Exodus 3. Uh, if you remember back in 14, Moses asked, uh, who are you? You know, And uh, the voice responds, tell them I am who I am. Uh, the God who keeps his covenant has come, and I'll be remembered like this in every generation. Uh, the phrase translated, I am who I am, in Hebrew is, Eya Esher Eya. Uh, the word Eya is, um, and not the outcast song, Eya, Eya, uh, is the first person common uh, singular of the word to be. So it would be used in any number of normal situations. I am watching the sheep. I am walking on the road. Uh, just don't play on the road, right? I am his father. That's uh, what famously said of Darth Vader. Um, however, when used as a standalone description, I am is the ultimate statement of self-sufficiency, self-existence, and immediate presence. God's existence is not contingent upon anyone um, or, or anybody. His plans are not contingent upon any circumstances. He promises that he will be what he will be, which sounds like straight up from West Point. Uh, Shout out to all my folks in West Point, Georgia. Uh, That is, he will be the eternally constant God. He stands ever-present and unchangeable, completely sufficient in himself to do what he wills to do and to accomplish what he wills to accomplish. So despite his nature being so different from humans and their man-made gods. God is present with his people. He is aware and was aware in this text of their suffering. He desired to deliver them, and he intended to be known throughout all generations. So God identified himself as the I am who I am. 
he stated that no matter when or where, he is there. It is similar to the New Testament expression in Revelation 1.8, I am the Alpha and Omega, says the Lord, who is and was and, and who is to come, the Almighty. So from the statement, I am who I am, uh, spelled he, yod, he in Hebrew in verse 14, God formed a holy proper name, Yahweh, spelled yod he -way. This name was considered to be holy um, so much that it could not be spoken aloud or even written in its entirety. God's name, Yahweh, from I am who I am, always evokes the memory of the events recorded in Exodus of his faithful wonder-working, God being present with his people and showing his power on their behalf. Now, back to Jesus and his claim. Jesus self-identified as part of this holy present God when he said, truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Uh, the Jews recognized his reference to God and were ready to stone Jesus to death, as we've already mentioned. If Jesus had wanted to say that he just existed before Abraham's time, he would have said, before Abraham, I was. But the Greek words for was, in this case of Abraham, and am, in the case of Jesus, are very different. The words chosen here makes it clear that Abraham was brought into being, but Jesus existed eternally. You can see John 1.1 1, 1 for that. There's no doubt that the Jews understood what Jesus was saying because they took up stones to kill him for making himself equal with God. So this is the name of God, the I am who I am, or as we like to call him, Jesus. And now the highly anticipated topic of the week. Now, all of you anti-vaxxers hang with me, but I got the mark of the B, I mean, I got the, the first dose of COVID, um, the vaccine. Uh, I received the first shot around the latter part of July. Um, I went this past Friday for round two and was denied conversation went something like this. Sir, have you, um, or do you have COVID? Uh, no, ma'am. Have you been around anyone with COVID? Uh, no, ma'am. Have you experienced any symptoms, fever, diarrhea, sore throat? No, ma'am. May I see your ID and or your insurance uh, and your VAX card? So I hand over my VAX card and my um, Georgia license, which was in the process of being transferred over to the Utah license, and I didn't have my insurance card because we were changing over insurances. To my surprise, because my Georgia license were considered um, invalid and I didn't have my updated insurance card, um, I was denied getting my second shot. And despite the fact that the confirmation email I received from uh, said pharmacy, <coughs> Walgreens, um, it says patients that are unwilling or unable to provide a valid government issued ID card will not be turned away from receiving this vax. This mixed messaging, among other things, is why I would suggest some people will not get the vax. And by some people, I mean, you know, a hundred million Americans. Meanwhile, this week, our president, Joe Biden, goes up to address the nation about the disastrous effort to leave Afghanistan. But no, he wants to talk about number one. Our Build Back Better and spending trillions of dollars is working. And our voting legislation is the right thing to do. So let me get this straight. Some political leaders believe it's wrong to show ID to vote. But so I didn't have a valid, end quote, uh, form of ID on me. I couldn't get the vax that is supposed to save me from killing old Mimo. I'm really confused in all this stuff, and I'm sure some of you are too. Let me suggest something. And, you know, 
It is what it is. Take it with a grain of salt. If our government is telling us that we need to spend more money and you're a Meemaw killer if you don't have the vax, and by the way, Meemaw is the Southern way of saying grandma, and you shouldn't have to show ID to vote, but you should show a vaccination card if you want to participate in dining and entertaining. I mean, is anyone hearing this? Is anyone alarmed by this? Like, meanwhile, I couldn't get my second dose because I didn't have proper ID. So, again, I think this is probably why um, 100 million Americans haven't been vaccinated. It's muddy and incoherent. And it seems like we're on this roller coaster for quite some time. I also want to circle back to my comments from last week on our abrupt withdrawal from Afghanistan. Uh, again, muddy and incoherent claims are coming from the Biden administration. Quote, Afghanistan isn't Saigon. Uh, from Vietnam or whatever. Sorry, the Taliban is in charge. Um, no one is stuck in Afghanistan. Uh, sorry, uh, the State Department is saying do not come to the airport. And if you're stuck in Afghanistan, it's your fault. Again, muddy, incoherent. Meanwhile, as I'm recording this, as of today, 12 U.S. service members have been murdered by the hands of terrorists in the airports that is supposed to get the remaining Americans and Afghanistanians out. Out of that number so far, 11 were Marines and one was a Navy medic. And sadly, that number will probably rise. And on top of that, the innocent Afghanistanians, 60 of them have died. Again, that number will likely rise because of the bombings. I'm bringing this up again because what we are witnessing in Kabul is astonishing and should cause us to get on our knees and seek after God. We have brothers and sisters who are in the mission field with their families and on and on I can go. So while I'm recording this, it's been five hours or so and uh, since the bombings. And the only thing that's come out of the Biden administration is a proclamation on women's equality. <laughs> I, I'm laughing, but it's not really funny. If they were so concerned about women's equality, then they'd do something about the women who will be and have been brutally beat by the Taliban and other terrorist organizations in Afghanistan. This should be a call for us to pray, seek after God. And so here's what I want to do, draw our attention back to something. In fact, this is good news. Nothing about Jesus is muddy or incoherent. Nothing about his rule and reign is muddy or incoherent. Uh, his claim of deity should cause us to bend our knee to him and proclaim his message. He is the only hope of the world. And yes, he is ruling and reigning even in the chaos of our world. And mark my words, he will have the final say. This is why our trust must be in the name of our Lord, Jesus Christ, the I am that I am. Hey, if you're still listening and didn't cut me off because of all my rants today, um, congratulations, you made it to the end of today's podcast. Uh, if you want to learn more about us, you can check us out on Facebook at Refuge City Church, also on the gram at Refuge Cedar City. And until next time, we'll see you back here on the midweek or late week, whatever you want to call it, podcast. Podcast.